0: Welcome to our semifinal version of our podcast featuring GoPreps.com and CrescentCitySports.com. I'm Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, joined by my friend and colleague, Hunter Bauer of GoPreps.com. And Hunter, here we are, just one week away from Caesar Superdome and deciding championship games. First and foremost, congratulations to every team that's reached this stage. It's pretty difficult to do, and it's quite an
1: accomplishment. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I mentioned it last week. Uh, I think teams are more excited when they make the quarterfinals and get to practice on Thanksgiving and, and getting to the Superdome. So, uh, yeah, just a, an amazing feat by all these teams, uh, the 32 teams represented here that are going to compete on Friday night and uh, got a, got some pretty good matchups that are going to happen. So pretty excited to uh, get to talking about them.
0: Let's start with the non-select Division One bracket. The semifinals, you've got the Blue Blood Rustin, who's been there, done that so many times. And they were there last year and lost a close game in the title game. Rustin back in the semifinals, and the number one seed is at home against, again, one of the great stories and twenty-first seed, Mandeville. So I'm not selling Mandeville short. Look, they've they've done such a great job. They've traveled mileage wise along with Archbishop Rumble more than anybody in the playoffs, and they just they keep winning. And Obviously, Nate Shepard is elite. He's a tremendous player with offers yeah. all over the place as a junior. Isaiah Baham's good. The quarterback, Van Hendricks, is good. Uh, but, of course, Rustin, I think Rustin got their wake-up call against Westgate. You know, won a very close game and then turned around and had a demonstrative victory a week ago, and they just ran the ball extremely well with Jordan Hayes and Talon Brooks and Josh Brantley, and their defense is awfully good. Uh, Bearcats are tough at home. It's going to be tough to beat them there.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and going back to what you said about Mandeville going on the road and beating teams. Not only are they beating teams, they're beating really good teams that are normally uh uh very very good playoff type competitors. Uh, but they're looking to do the unthinkable. They're they're looking to defeat the top seed and advance to the state title for what I believe is the first time in their school history. Would be yep. um to to do so. You know they're going to have to rely on their on the speedy offense to uh, kind of offset that tough and physical Bearcat squad. Uh, that's determined to get back to New Orleans and, and hopefully get their first state title in, in many years. Uh, Rustin has a really good uh, tailback, and Jordan Hayes, he rushed for 173 yards and two touchdowns against Walker last week. Of course, you mentioned Nate Shepard, who had a madden light performance against Airline last week, uh, scored six times in that 56-50 to 50 win. Uh, you know, you look at Mandeville, Mandeville it's you know a 9-4 record, 21 seed, but I don't know, you know uh, – Again, Ruston was tested by Westgate, not so much by Walker. Uh, this might be, you know, maybe Ruston's one last test before they get to the Superdome, if they can get to the Superdome. Uh, but they can't take Mandeville lightly, especially the way they're playing right now. It's all about momentum, and Mandeville sure has a lot of it. The other side of the bracket has uh, two Baton Rouge area teams, the seventh seed, Dutchtown,
0: the sixth seed, Zachary, and, of course, Zachary with a statement win at defending state champ Destrahan ended the longest win streak in the state in a very convincing fashion, about three touchdowns a week ago. And they just punished Destrehan on the ground. Cameron Thomas had 243 yards rushing offensive line, kind of controlled the line of scrimmage and their defense did a great job against a good Destrahan offense. And you know, just a lot of weapons there. Tyson George is good. Of course, the LSU commit trade has green awfully good. So Zachary looks really good. They're at home. Dutchtown, a thrilling win to get to the semis for the first time, you know, to hold off central, stop a two point conversion late in that game. You know, Carter Hanbury, three touchdowns. They like to run the Wildcat, do the Griffins. And look, uh, for Dutchtown to have a chance to win this game, they're going to have to run the ball well and control the football. Zachary at home is going to be a very tough out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, look, I, I wrote down in my notes, you know, going to have to be a tough physical game for both teams. Uh, you know, I think they do share similar traits. Uh, the, the two guys leading both their schools uh, served together on coaching staffs at Redemptress, uh, Guy Mastretta and, and David Brewerton. So they know each other a little bit. They know what, what their teams do. Uh, look, you know, this is this is new ground, new territory for Dutchtown. They're making the first semifinal appearance in school history. It's kind of old hat for Zachary. Uh, they're mm-hmm. looking to get back to the state title game game uh for another year uh so you know but again this is why they play those games ken you know both teams 11 and 1 similar seeding six and seven seeds uh, i think you're going to get a really physical game physical game between both teams uh zachary i know would love to be at home love being at home they're going to be in front of their crowd i think you're going to expect a big crowd between these two teams uh so i you know uh, you, you look at Zachary's uh, record and their resume and you, you favor them. But, again, like I said, this is why you play those, those games. Uh, not, a, not a lot of uh, secrecy, I think, between not a lot of mystery between the two teams, uh, and I think that's what's going to make for a really good game. Non-select division two, it will be the number 12, Opelousas, at number one,
0: North DeSoto. Opelousas, first time in the semifinals since 1994. Oh, uh, quite man. a job. There, Of course, North DeSoto, number one seed, trying to get back to the Dome for a second straight year under Dennis Dunn and Luke Delafield has been terrific and hard to imagine. He's only a sophomore, but again, uh, great job (laughs) by Opelousas. North DeSoto at home, long trip, and certainly uh, North DeSoto is the slight favorite here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Opelousas uh, upsetting the uh, the higher seeded West Feliciana, and then last year's state champion Lutcher, to advance to the uh, the final four teams. Uh, again, like you said, you got Luke Delafield leading a highly charged Griffin offense that's averaging fifty four points, and it's two playoff games, so uh, uh, they're they're not slowing down whatsoever. I think offensive line and quarterback play is going to be key for Opelousas and in, in keeping up with the good North DeSoto squad. Uh, but look for the Tigers' defense. I think the defense is going uh, to give the Griffins their best game in the playoff thus far. I think this is going to be the best defense that North DeSoto sees. Um, but, again, big crowd. I think this is the first semifinal game that North DeSoto has hosted uh, in their history. So they're, you know, a lot of emotion, a lot of uh, uh, – expecting a big crowd there. Uh, but, again, a, one of those games that you can't take the opposition lightly no matter what their seed is. Opelous is a really, really, really good football team. Taking a look at the you know the
0: rest of it, I mean again you 're talking about all good football teams again, I want to make that very clear, but the number yeah. twenty two seed northwest another one of those great stories with a lower seed uh, traveling to the number two seed Sicilia Northwest again, for those that aren 't familiar, this is a team from that you know the southwest sector of the state that 's just flown below radar they've done a great job uh, javane reese has been outstanding reese has been yeah uh, really the the guy carrying everything for northwest at this stage and, and at cecilia dennis Gaines, really good coach you know came from bayou country to go to cecilia he's done an excellent job with that program so again cecilia at home another great cinderella story with northwest what do you think here
1: yeah you know you, you look at northwest's resume and the play i mean you know Wins over Franklin Parish, a really good Wassman squad who had a good defense this year, and then the the, the double overtime win over Assumption. I mean, you can't count on out, Ken. You know, I, I know a lot of people are looking at this game and, and how strong Sicily is, and they are strong. I'm not taking anything away from the Bulldogs. I mean, Diesel Solari, their 2,000-yard 2, rusher, a lot of firepower on offense, but, you know, Northwest just keeps finding ways to win, and that's what you have mm-hmm. to do in the playoffs. But they're kind of in the same uh, – uh, uh, Company, I guess, as you know, a um, uh, as a as a Dutch town, you know, they're in the semifinals, first time in school history, uh, so, you know. I- you look at it, and you want to give Cecilia the nod, but I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Uh, how crazy would it be if a twenty-two seed made it to the Superdome? Uh, that just goes to show you how these uh, these new playoff formats are just unpredictable at times. So, uh, you know, you're rooting for the underdog. You'd like to see Northwest compete, and I think they will against Cecilia this week. But uh, expect a strong performance from the Bulldogs. Moving on to
0: non-Select Division Three, uh, traditional power now number four seed Union Parish. We'll go to. Central Louisiana to play the number one seed, Gina. The Farmers had to rally very late to beat Bogalusa as a really good football game a week ago to get one step away from returning to a state championship game. And of course, the Giants are a great story. First semifinal ever. Uh, they have really good athletes and they run the ball extremely well. Zarek Eric Jones last week, 212 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, you know, this is a story of the established program against the, the rising program and Right. It should be an outstanding matchup here.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to expect a, or we should expect a low scoring affair. Uh, I think the, the line play is going to take center stage this game. The running, the running game is going to be the deciding factor. Uh, look, you know, I think a lot of people kind of were writing Gina off, you know, number one seed. Oh, they got lucky. They held a meet to seven points last week. Uh, a meet usually traditionally is really good in the playoffs and has won state titles, uh, before and knows how to win in those in those later stage uh, games as far as quarterfinals and semifinals goes. Um, so I'm not counting Gina out. They're going to be playing at home. They're undefeated. But I think Union Parish has been to the last, what, three or four <laughs> state championship games. Uh, so, you know, Coach Spatafora knows how to win deep in the playoffs. He knows how to lead this team, and, and especially with the Jamarian Island, who's the uh, star running back. Uh, one of the top running backs in the state, so they're going to ground and pound uh, against Gina. But stadium's going to be packed. It's going to be a great test for both teams. And uh, hats off to both of them; they've performed really well this year. I think it's a really good matchup, and I think the other one is really
0: good as well. Number three seed St. James traveling north to number two seed Sterlington. The Panthers have been there, done that. The Wildcats have been there, done that. These are championship programs, and you know with Sterlington, it's about physicality, playing in a tough league. And with St. James, it's all about uh, athleticism. My uh, brain Williams quarterback's been excellent for St. James. And of course, you know, they've, they've gotten really good play from Connie King Young running the football too. Look, uh, this again is a good matchup, very similar to Union Gene in the sense that you got one team with athleticism, the other team that's physical, so to speak, and, and which one prevails. And I think this is another one of those that could go either way.
1: Absolutely. This is uh, one of the best matchups in the state this week by far. Uh, Both schools looking to get back to the Superdome. St. James has scored 40 or more points this season uh, in, in several of its games, including a 40 to nothing shutout over. Uh, number six, Manny, last week. And uh, I think that snaps Manny's streak of going to the Superdome, I think, at four or five straight attempts. Uh, Sterlington's played a tough schedule. The They're uh, helping the Panthers prepare for such a battle as this one. Uh, St. James is going to have to stop their tailback, Calvin, Colvin, who is, uh, has rushed for a lot of yards this year. Um, this is a rematch of the 2020 playoff game, second-round game, I believe, in which St. James came away a 28-7 winner over the Panthers. So, again, familiarity between both of these schools. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of points scored in this game, or I could be wrong. I, you know, both defenses have played well as uh, as the season has progressed. Uh, Sterlington kind of struggling on defense the last two weeks, so they're going to have to uh, maybe play their best game uh, of the year against a tough St. James squad. But it's at home, uh, again, in, in a really uh, neat environment. Sterlington has a great crowd that comes every game. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what St. James can do when they travel up to northeast Louisiana and try to knock off the number two seed. Going to the Division 4 non-select
0: side, this is a blue-blood uh, bracket here because you've got multiple state champions in this bracket. The number four seed, Hainesville, at the number one, Logan Sport, the number three, Oak Grove, at the number two, Kentwood. Of course, we all know about Hainesville and Red Franklin's history there, 17 state championships, but they haven't won since 2014, so there's that. Of course, Logansport has won a couple, including in 2016, most recently, and we all know that uh, they are the number one seed. Meanwhile, on the other side of the bracket, I mean, you're talking about programs that have also been there, done that. Oak Grove's won seven of them, including last year, a defending state champion. Kentwood has been there, done that so many times. And they've won nine of them, most recently in 2018. I mean, these are these are four great programs. Let's start with Haynesville-Logansport. This is your neck of the woods so to speak. You know these teams, tell us what you think.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, rematch of the 2016 state title game between these two. Uh, Logan Sport scored 28 unanswered points in the second half uh, to upset the tour. So, Hainesville's really looking forward to this matchup. Uh, you know, this is going to be the second best team Logan Sport has faced outside of Calgary and and same goes for Hainesville outside of Oak Grove. So, uh, and they and they used to be district opponents. So, again, familiarity between both schools. <laughs> Um, the Tigers could have success throwing the ball, but could win if they stick to the running game. Hainesville just very fast and physical. Um, I, I think as physical as Calvary could be. Um, so, I, you know, it's going to be one of those matchups, I think, where penalties are going to play uh, the difference maker and, uh, you know, not trying to uh, uh, upset each other. So, uh, And then, you know, for the Oak Grove and Kimwood game, I didn't even have notes on this, Ken, because this is just one of those, Old school slobber knocker. Uh, you just no, you're not going to know who's going to win. Kentwood is so hard to beat at home, especially during the playoffs. You go under that blue water tower; it's just so hard to beat the kangaroos uh, at this time of year. But look what Oak Grove has done uh, this year. I don't care if they have two losses or not. This is probably one of the best teams uh, in the lower classes. So and i think kentwood has had oak groves number the last couple of years especially down in kentwood so oak groves going to have to play their really best their best game of the year uh to 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 advance into the superdome uh and try to defend their state title from last year uh four best teams in non-slate division 4 uh, going at it and uh, it's going to be interesting to see who ends up in new orleans next week again these are
0: True Blue Blood programs, there's no doubt about that. Oak Grove Absolutely. beat Kentwood 20-14 to 14 last year in the quarterfinals, so there is a, a rematch and a wrench factor this time. It's at Kentwood, of course. All right, so moving on to the select side in Division One, the number eight, Acadiana, uh, playing at Morse Jeff Stadium against the number five, Car. We all know about these two programs. Uh, they are Blue Bloods, to say the least, with state championships, several, including recently, you know, and we all know Acadiana took down the number one seed last week in Holy Cross, just winning the battle up front. And Carr, a young team that's extremely talented and survived the scare from Alexandria last week. Uh, John Johnson, our player of the week for CrescentCitySports.com, had a big game for Carr in that game. Again, a contrast in styles, and that's what makes for a great matchup, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Kim, but I bl- believe this is the first matchup between the two schools that I know of. Mm-hmm, so uh, this is going to be interesting to watch as both schools look for another state title run. Uh, again, like you said, Acadiana rushed for 375 yards against uh, Holy Cross last week and, and could pose a threat to Carr. Uh, the Carr has surrendered 31 or more points in three of its last four outings. Um, so again, this is not going to be a, an easy road for Carr. I know some people are saying, oh, you know, look at the seating got to throw out the seating when you look at these types of matchups, especially uh, the type of offense that Acadiana runs. And, uh, but Carr knows how to win. They know how to win. they got a good coach that knows how to win these types of games, and it's, uh, it's in their place or it's in New Orleans. So uh, Acadiana's going to have to make the trip over. But certainly, you know, if weather doesn't play a factor, it's going to be a really good game between both teams. Each team has won six state championships. Car most recently in 2019,
0: Acadiana most recently in 2020. Something's got to get. The other matchup has the number 18 Archbishop Brummel at Memorial Stadium to play number three seed Catholic. That game will be live on our radio station on 106.1 FM in the New Orleans market. And uh, these two teams see each other all the time in the playoffs. They've played over and over again in recent years. Uh, each one has beaten each other in a state championship game. Catholics won the last couple of matchups and the bears were at home off of a emotional win over John Curtis. Unbelievable win in the final two seconds took out what most people consider to be the best team and found a way to do it. And of course, uh, Daniel Beale's just been terrific. I mean, he's a four year starter in his freshman year. He helped Catholic rally to beat Romo 45 38 in the quarterfinal game that I did when Romo had Logan Diggs running for about 240 yards in that game. So, Uh, This is another good matchup. Rummel uh, just playing with house money. They're just playing extremely well. Uh, They convincing went over St. Paul's really more so than the score indicated a week ago. And it's at Memorial. The bears, certainly the favorite as the seeds would suggest, but with familiarity and uh, with the way Rummel's playing despite injuries, I can't sell them short. Certainly give the bears a slight edge in this game, but uh, absolutely give Rummel a chance.
1: Ken, another week. And another road test for my Cinderella Raiders. I've been talking about them ever since the uh, since the playoffs started, and and have warned people this is a team that I think could you know make it to a semifinal run and and look where they're at. They're here. They're going up against uh, Catholic of Baton Rouge, uh, trying to prove their medal against one of the best teams in the state. Uh, like you said, these two squads are no strangers to playing each other in the postseason. We're almost still, I think. Uh, celebrating that fourteen to ten win uh, back in twenty nineteen in the in the title game, uh, but Catholics riding a seven game win streak under new head coach Ho- uh, Hudson Fuller, and Coach Fuller's done a really good job with the Bears. Uh, they kind of stumbled at the beginning of the season, but as they've gone along, it's uh, they they've certainly improved. Uh, this again, this is going to want to be one of those uh, uh, type of matchups that. Got to throw records and seeds out the window. Uh, Rumble's playing really good right now. Again, you're like you said, they're playing with house money, uh, nothing to lose, and you know what are they playing for? A chance to go to the Superdome. So they're going to throw everything they can at Catholic. Uh, going to make it a good game. Uh, but Catholic's certainly hungry to get back to New Orleans and and back for a a chance to win another state t- st- another state title uh, this time. And uh, man, i I'm interested to see what the Cinderella Raiders are going to do this week. Rummel has an exceptional
0: running back. Jaden Martin's as good as I've seen anywhere this year. He's a terrific player yeah. and obviously a difference maker for Rummel. And he's going to have to have a big game for them to have a chance to win that game. Select division two, the number five Archbishop Shaw at the number one St. Thomas Moore, seven seeded Turlings Catholic and number three Lafayette Christian. This is the Lafayette invitational bracket and Shaw crashed it. <laughs> obviously. Uh, look. Hank Tierney's done a great job at Shaw. I mean, they to bring this program to where yeah. it's at this quickly, going back there uh, after he had such an incredible run for so many years, tells you what this program's all about. You know, Wilson's done a really good job running the offense. Parker's a good running back. Last week they survived. They did it with defense when they were outgained and and found a way to beat a very good John F Kennedy team. But St. Thomas Moore's just been so dominant uh, in every facet, and they're at home where they simply don't lose hard to pick against them here. Turlings Catholic and Lafayette Christian. This is really intriguing because Turlings Catholic's good, and Lafayette Christian demolished them in the regular season. I don't know that overconfidence will be part of it. What I do know is this. I certainly think Lafayette Christian is the favorite, and I would pick
1: them to win, but there's no way it's going to be that type of game again, will it? Well, you know, <clears throat> I think a lot of people looked at that score from last week and go 42 to 20 over ED White. A lot of people had ED White going all the way to a state title mm-hmm. appearance um and look what Turling's came and in came in and did on the road uh against the Cardinals. So, I think it kind of opened the eyes, maybe not even maybe, you know, not everybody in the state, but certainly Lafayette Christian. And look, Lafayette Christian in their own right, look props to Juan uh, Johnson the state's all-time offensive leader surpassing Brock Berlin's 24-year-old record last week. Uh, But they're certainly going to have to retain their focus on a a good Turling squad. Uh, It's certainly hard to beat the same team twice in one season. I don't care. Uh, This is a rematch from last year's semifinal semifinal matchup between the two teams. Uh, And then, like you said, Shaw's defense is going to be key for a second straight week uh, if they're wanting to stop that balance attack of St. Thomas Moore. Uh, the Cougars rushed for 245 yards, and they passed for 233 against St. Michael last week. And the Cougars also hold the state's longest win streak now with 22 straight games won. Uh, this bracket, I think, is going to be the most interesting to see what comes out of it. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, St. Thomas More and Lafayette Christian are going to go back to the Superdome and face each other. Uh, not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso would say. I think Shaw and Turlings are going to, have to, have, are going to say something about that. Select Division Three, another really
0: good bracket, fun matchups. Yep. is uh, just a chalk held up in this particular bracket. One, two, three, and four, they're all there. Uh, the number four, University Lab, is at the number one, St. Charles Catholic, a two-time defending state champion. And the number three, Newman, traveling to Shreveport to play the number two, Calvary Baptist. U uh, High is, is just good in every facet. I mean, they have athletes, both sides of the ball. They're really good. Their only loss this year was to Rummel. Uh, St. Charles Catholic hasn't lost. Uh, they're just so solid in all phases. So good defensively, solid offensively, great kicking game. You're going to have to beat them. They're never going to beat themselves and you got to keep St. Charles Catholic from making a big play in the kicking game. Uh, this is a great matchup and they scrimmage each other every year, including, uh, this past August. So the familiarity is huge. Uh, the game of course is in Laplace and then Newman at Calvary Baptist. Look, uh, we all know Wardell's had a great season for Calvary yeah. Baptist. We all know how good their offense is uh, and certainly their favorite at home. But Newman can run the football. They're big up front. And if that's their chance to win the game, running the football, the quarterback Eli Friend is good and he can run it too. But they've got to run and possess the football uh, to have a real chance to win this game. Newman's never been to a championship game, semifinals over and over again. Uh, they're going to try to break through again. And so here we go. Uh, the four top teams made it. Uh, this is the ultimate chalk bracket, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. You know, and that was in my notes too. Newman's going to have to control the football and they can score. So uh, this is not going to be a, um, uh, an easy matchup for Calvary Baptist. Who's looking to get back to their first state title game uh, in three years. And certainly, like you said, Newman looking for their first state title appearance in school history. Uh, Certainly a a great matchup between the two. Newman's going to have to make the long trip up to Shreveport uh, to try to, uh, to, to upset the number two seeded Cavaliers. You know that University and St. Charles game, Ken. That's another probably one of the best games in the state this week. Uh, high stakes affair between the two. Uh, St. Charles has won 19 straight games, right behind St. Thomas More University. Probably has one of the best passing attacks in the uh, in the state, and and St. Charles has one of the best defenses in the state. So something's going to have to give in that matchup. Uh, again, St. Charles hosting at home, so certainly the that is in their favor. Um, you know, I. It's such a hard game to pick. Somebody was asking me about that yesterday who I thought was going to win. I was like, I don't know. It's going to be a toss up, I believe. St. Charles' defense is going to be key in that game. Select Division Four,
0: the number five seed, Riverside Academy, at the number one, Vermilion Catholic, and the number three, OCS, Watchdog Christian, at the number two, Southern Lab. Again, really good matchups. Vermilion Catholic, the one seed, and they had to fight like crazy to to advance. Last week against Ascension Catholic, Riverside won a rematch game with St. Martin's Episcopal. Watchdog Christian, of course, the defending champion Southern labs, really athletic. Again, I really like this bracket and I really like these matchups. Romanian Catholic can score. Riverside can score. And last, he's a really good running back. Uh, OCS has everything you need to win it again, but Southern labs, very athletic. And you now they have a good win over Kentwood this year. So, what do you think? These are two very
1: good matchups, also. Certainly, you know the 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 kittens have had OCS's number over the last few years. Twenty twenty one state title win over uh, over the Eagles and a road mm-hmm. playoff win up there in Monroe and a hail mary pass in twenty eighteen to beat them. Uh, some are saying this could be the best Washita Christian team uh, that's ever touched the field, and they certainly look the part. They've outscored the first two playoff opponents, one hundred and twelve to seven. So their offense is is uh, running. Uh, running pretty smoothly right now, but the Southern lab defense is in prime shape as well uh, to defend that passing attack uh, that, that Wichita Christian brings uh, the kittens recorded seven sacks in the last week's 35 to zero win over Central Catholic. They have a ground and pound type running attack that's going to showcase the lab offense uh, with that with uh, Asbury leading the way. Um, could be a rare low scoring affair for both sides. That's kind of hard to say with Wichita Christian. Wichita Christian low scoring. I don't think you can say that in the same sentence. Uh, on the other side, Riverside is looking for his first title appearance since 2016. While Vermillion's is uh, trying to get back for a second straight year. Uh, Dedrick Lasty leading the way for, for Riverside while the Eagles were able to uh, fend off a very good Ascension Catholic call, which we talked about that last week, that they were probably going to give them a good game. Uh, so again, another one of those brackets where... Man, you know, you hate to see Washtenaw Christian and Southern Lab as a semifinal game, uh, but certainly going to provide a lot of fireworks uh, and possibly a, a state champion coming from that side of the bracket. But don't count out these these teams in Vermilion, Catholic, and Riverside. They know how to score. They know how to win, especially late in the season, and they're going to give the winner of this Southern Lab and Washtenaw Christian matchup a uh, run for their money. Well, it's going to be fun, and the next time we
0: talk, we'll be talking about state championship matchups next week. That's going to be great as well and hunter it's always a pleasure go to gopreps.com to follow full coverage and com as well of course the original prep football report friday night hunter will appear with last east and roe brown i'll be busy doing the romo catholic game inside the show with reports from every game around the state on friday night and of course hope you have a chance to tune in on 106.1 fm in new orleans and on several other stations around the state hunter always a pleasure my friend hope you had a great thanksgiving it's now Christmas time, so
1: let's enjoy that, and let's enjoy some great games this Friday night. Christmas time in football, the best time of year. Ken,
0: <laughs> amen to that. Thank brother. you very much. Hey, have
1: All a right, uh huh. You too. boy.